0: I've been really enjoying the resources out there for young children and golf. I read at least one golf book a day to my oldest son before going to bed, or just for fun during the day. And this week's guest is Ewan McIntyre, the author of Gregor the Golf Ball.
1: There's lots more to a game of golf than just the game and and getting your ball from one area uh, onto the green and into the hole. It's everything that happens in between. And I suppose it really is identical basically to a child's journey in life that they don't actually know what's around the corner. Everything's a learning point for them. From every experience, you increase your knowledge and you increase your your learning. And golf has so many many great ways of, of learning and curiosity.
0: Ewan had an idea to write a golf book to help engage early learners in the game of golf while working at a golf facility. He has wrote a fun, child-friendly golf book that helps kids relate their emotions they will experience in golf with the characters in the book. Today we're going to discuss what those emotions and experiences are and that early learners go through in the game of golf. Ewan, welcome to the Raising Golfers podcast. Thank you very much, Travis. Uh, Pleased to be here. That's good. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to talk to you as well. And I think the first thing I'd like to talk to you about is just the idea that came from the book that you wrote, Gregor, the golf ball. And I'd like you to tell me a little bit about where it all started.
1: Yeah, sure. Well, I was working in golf at the time that the, the idea first came into my head. And I noticed that there was a, a lot of great initiatives going on at schools with the the mission to engage children in golf. But a lot of those, a lot of those things were were going down and, and giving children golf clubs to try golf. And in my opinion, the initiatives were great, but there was nothing to precede this and spark children's imagination to make them want to play golf. Right. Um, and that little seed of yeah, getting really excited about trying something new. So one morning I was lying in, in bed. Um, it's probably about three o'clock in the morning. And a, a picture of a, a golf ball with a smiley face popped into my head, and yeah, I just jumped out of bed straight away and started writing a, a story, and it's evolved from from there really.
0: So essentially, you were you were working with junior golfers, is that right? I
1: was I was working in golf, so I was actually a, a golf business development manager at the time. So a lot of that role was looking at the junior initiatives that we had. Um, going at the time and and trying to increase uh, junior participation.
0: And what were some of those issues that you felt needed to be changed or fixed beyond just this book that you wrote?
1: Well, I I think the main thing was trying to get children's buy-in in golf, trying to get them excited, trying to get children that maybe weren't necessarily interested in golf before Trying to create that little spark of imagination and curiosity so they were like i'm going to give this a go and i think by yeah by creating the the story and getting the the buy-in of the the character of gregor the golf ball it got children curious because a lot of the the book is about emotions and emotions that children can relate to so when they relate that back to a character then they, they engage with that character a wee bit a wee bit more so i think uh, the issues that i was looking at was that yeah we're we're trying to make golf as inclusive as possible and appeal to as many children as possible when we're trying to secure the the future of golf courses um etc so we want to get as many people trying golf as possible and yeah creating something that gets children excited inspires creativity encourages learning was probably the the route that I was going down Gregor in no way tells you how to play golf he doesn't tell you how to hold your club, etc. He just tells you about the emotion, the emotions that he goes through. There might be a couple of little rules that come in um, as well that children can learn. And then there's,
0: there's learning points and activities at the
1: back of the book to keep children engaged.
0: Right, no, I think we will definitely touch on some of those emotions and that journey that a child goes through in the game of golf. But I'm curious if before you even wrote this book, Did you see anything else out there that would help kids kind of go through this journey and immerse them into the game a little bit more beyond just playing the game of golf that also helped you come up with this idea to write the book?
1: To be honest at the the time I hadn't seen anything like this at all but as I say there were lots of great initiatives were going on in golf and they were looking at new ways of creating pathways etc which all they all work and work really well but this is something to precede this which a lot of the things that I noticed that had been created were for children after they had taken up golf so again as I say I didn't see anything that was that was there to precede or in, inspire children to to try golf in the first place and I suppose that's where the, the unique or I felt was unique sort of selling point was so yeah it was, it's just really trying to to engage children It might not have a have a golfing background or a member of their family that's going to take them onto the golf course first.
0: Right. I mean, we're certainly wired for story, aren't we? And my oldest son, he's going to turn three in a few months here. And you can just tell at his age already, he's already so wired for story. And we've read your book already multiple times. And he's taken that story into his own creativity already. And it certainly immerses him more into the game of golf and just gets him more engaged, I think, with the game so that when the time does come and he's ready to play the game of golf, he already has something he can relate to. And that's something that he's learned from some of the stories and the emotions inside the book. So I totally agree with you. I think what the listeners would like to hear is more about what that journey is of, and what those emotions that junior golfers go through. And I think there's there's a lot of emotions that junior golfers go through, and there's a lot of thoughts, and they're both good and some of them are difficult. And I think we should touch on some of those things. So we'll have a conversation maybe with some of the ideas and maybe some tips that we can share with the listeners of yeah. some of these yep. different things that junior golfers go through, okay? So let's touch on the first one. And this was one that I kind of felt was one of the first experiences on the golf course that your character goes through in the book and that is nerves so certainly golf is not an easy sport and even as adults we get nervous when we play the game
1: mm-hmm. but
0: what would be some maybe some tips that you would have for junior golfers or parents to help their kids playing for the first time or playing in tournament golf
1: yeah sure i mean i think as you've you've just mentioned relating to Back to the, the book. In, in the story, Gregor's uh, sitting in a basket full of his brothers and sisters waiting to play golf for the very first time. He's heard so many exciting stories about life on the golf course, but he hasn't experienced any of them yet. And then all, all of a sudden, uh, a mum and our, our son come in looking to buy a golf ball. So uh, Gregor has this feeling that today's going to be his day, and he gets picked out of the basket. Now he's really, really excited about that. But all of a sudden, that realisation kicks in of, what if I don't like golf or what if I'm not a good golf ball? And he gets placed on the tee for the for the first time and he has the, the expectation of this is the moment I waited for all my life. I'm going to go flying off the tee and um, I'm going to feel the fresh air between my dimples. And Peter's mum tells him to take his time and try again. And I think that's the, the biggest thing. Children, adults, everyone can put a lot of expectation on themselves. So I must do this or... Um, I've got to make sure that this ball goes flying through the air. I've got to make sure that I use the swing that I've been told to use. They can get transfixed on making sure that everything's perfect. Nothing really works first time. And it's a case of taking your time and trying again. And I suppose that's the, the big thing, especially with parents, is that the children are just learning and they won't probably manage to do it first time. But the most important thing is to have a laugh about it if you can. And take the pressure off so there's no air of expectation it will come and it'll feel good when it does so it takes time and it takes it takes practice but it's to try and keep everything as positive as possible to make the child feel as relaxed as possible too
0: yeah i totally agree you know saying that i've gone by is like fake it till you make it and that can just be with your smile so mm-hmm. you can even fake a smile whether you're a parent or whether you're a junior golfer even if you are really nervous or scared but you'd be surprised by just like having that emotional reaction will actually calm your body and i think that's in line with what you were saying there and i totally agree i think that's a i think that's a great tip and you know just breathing sometimes and just relaxing and understand that it's okay and the story that is in the book and what the mom's reaction was was perfect for what we want to do to encourage junior golfers to continue to play the game of golf so yep. i thought that was a uh i think that was that was well said there so The next thing would be, I guess, just some of the excitement that kids go through. So, you know, they're excited about playing a game of golf or they're excited about other things about the game of golf. What would be some good ways to get kids more excited about the game of golf?
1: Well, I mean, in my in my opinion, as as you touched on, it's all about storytelling. So, but maybe relating to the fun that you've had on a golf course, maybe when you were learning, or experiences that you've had on the golf course. So it isn't all about I took this shot really well or I did this really well. It's about what you experience when you're out there. So maybe the the, the animals that you see or or the nature that's been involved and in, you you see in around the golf. A wee story about the people that you've you've met, the positives that you've taken out from the game, the friendships that you've that you've built as well through the through the love of the game with and the, the people you meet and the social interactions you get as well. There's a lot more to golf as you know than just solely playing the game. There's um, there's so many other positive aspects both for your um, your physical and your and your mental well being as well so try and look at the the overall picture rather than just concentrating on the on the game and look at I'd look outside the box and look at the the bigger benefits
0: absolutely yeah i think looking outside the box uh, and this also relates to your story ironically but letting kids choose things as well so in the story peter chooses the ball right he picks he picks the ball himself and i think if you let kids choose what clothes they're going to wear to go on the golf course or go to practice choose which club they're going to hit on the golf course Or, you know, even from my coaching experience, just when we were practicing, what changed a lot with younger kids was just letting them choose the color of golf balls they wanted to use. So we were practicing and say, okay, you've got the yellow bunch, you've got the blue bunch, or we've got the white balls and let them choose which ones they want. Now they feel like they have some ownership. They feel more engaged. They're more excited. And um, I think it's a great way to get the kids more excited about the game of golf. Definitely. And that's
1: on that point. The the other the other way that you can use the story in the book is encouraging children to design and name their own golf ball. So they're getting that wee bit ownership then. So when they're taking them out on the golf course, they are taking their own golf ball on their own journey. So they are actually creating how their how their golfing journey takes place. You can also encourage, you know, chats and, and discussions of. So you named your golf ball Emma the golf ball why why did you do that and what does emma like to do most so you can sit there with your child or, or with a group of children and say tell me why you named your golf ball what you did so that they can say well i named this emma the golf ball i named emma because that's my little cousin's name and she's i really like my wee cousin she's so much fun and what she likes to do the most is trying out the bunker because it's really hard to do but it's great fun trying and that way you can learn you can learn what they're really enjoying in, in golf as well. And you, you can turn what can be perceived as negative situations into positive ones just by relating it back to how the golf ball field. So, for example, as you know from reading the book, when Gregor lands in the bunker for the first time, he loves it. He thinks it's brilliant. He's, he's landed in this soft, yellow, comfy sand. Peter takes his shot and Gregor lands at the front, the face of the bunker and rolls back down exactly where he'd started. But he makes, uh, he loves rolling back down. He makes noise. like, Wee, woo! This is great. It's like going down a chute, and he ends up exactly where he'd started off. But he's really enjoyed the experience. And I got some great feedback from a parent that had read the book to his two daughters, uh, and they were out in the golf course caddying for him for the first time. And he landed in a bunker, and straight away, his youngest daughter, who was seven, ran up to him and said. Don't so worry, dad. Gregor says these are really hard to get out of, but it's great fun trying. And that's gold to me. That's It's changing that what could be perceived as a, a negative situation. It's something that's, that's positive that's and it's the child's mind that's coming out with the, with the story and encouragement.
0: I think was a great tips. And I, I love that story about the feedback that you got from a reader from your book. And some other things I thought about, too, with excitement is... Getting kids to play with their parents and you know the positive way they're out there having fun, and even when kids can start to teach their parents what it is that they've learned, or like you said, the feedback you got from this girl where she said it's okay bunkers are tough. When they're talking and engaging with their parents, I think they get more excited about the game. So I I thought that was great. What about the curiosity of the game? Because I think kids are very curious about things and. There's a lot of different elements in golf, whether it's the golf courses, uh, the type of equipment, the types of shots. What is, is that so important about kids being curious and what can they learn from being curious in the game of golf?
1: Well, I mean, as with curiosity, with everything, it's, it sparks imagination that makes children want to learn more. And I think there's, there's lots of areas where golf is a learning point. So again, I'm always I'm always going to relate it back to the book. But I just, as you know, in in the book, Gregor has a a very close shave, shall we call it, with a with a crow, and he thinks his his golfing journey's over before it's before it's possibly begun. There's lots, as I say, more to a game of golf than just the game and, and getting your ball from one area into the uh, onto the green and into the hole. It's everything that happens in between. And I suppose that it really is identical, basically, to a, a child's journey in life. That they don't actually know what's around the corner. Everything's a learning point for them. From every experience, you increase your knowledge and you increase your your learning. So yeah, I think I think the way that, that children can really buy in and relate to the book and relate to Gregor is because this whole journey can be quite Comparable to a to a child's journey mm. in life. and golf has so many so many great ways of, of learning and curiosity like simple things like you go to the first hole you find out what the name of the hole is why is it called that you know it's got it's got a learning point behind it you, you're also learning the, the the different lengths of the grass or the, the the different reasons why golf courses change on different seasons why do they why do they have temporary greens why does this rule exist there's lots of things and there's so much you can learn about life just playing golf particularly how to relate and and speak to speak to people how to build up confidence etc so yeah i don't think there's there's any game like around like golf for for learning
0: i totally agree and i think you touched on a good point there is just asking so many questions and i think as adults whether we're coaches or parents of these kids think we need to encourage the kids to ask a lot of questions out of curiosity and there's so much that they'll learn and take away from it so that was well said there what is it that we as adults get wrong about kids making mistakes
1: i think it's trying to correct them straight away i think we should possibly be more encouraging to just try it again or do you think you could do like this is there any way that you you think you could improve your shot and open up to, to a discussion point rather than maybe being rigid with the rules of you must you must do this, you must learn in a certain way. I think that can be quite off-putting for our children. So I think we have to be more open to adapt to their style of learning. Everybody has different ways of learning, whether it's um, visual or audio or, or reading. So we have to adapt the, the teaching style to the, the, the child's learning style.
0: As adults, we really feel like if we... Are fast to help then we are actually developing the child quicker but I agree with you I don't think that's necessarily the truth I think that sometimes we need to let the kids make the mistakes or hold the club how they want or hit the ball the way they want first and then over time they're going to develop whether it's naturally or through practice or through play and at some point they will if they continue to play in the game of the golf, they'll probably hold the club with a decent grip. They'll probably swing the club or move the body with, you know, somewhat decent movements enough to be able to hit the ball into the air. And I think it's tough as adults to watch kids make mistakes. I think we're just trained to try to help so quickly. But I do agree with you that we need to take a step back and just let the kids make these mistakes because they'll learn from them, right?
1: Yeah, they're, they're bound if they're allowed to make their own mistakes and take on little bits of advice moving forward, every shot they will improve and they will get to the same point. Whereas if you put too much pressure on them straight away or show them exactly how it needs to be done and then reinforce that with their next shot, if they haven't followed it exactly like you told them to, you'll end up putting them off and they'll try a different sport or they'll move in a different, a different area because they'll feel under too much pressure to get it 100% right. But as if you keep a, a really fun and relaxed environment, children will learn quicker. They'll learn at their own pace.
0: I totally agree. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think it's great. You know, in the book, there's that, that first swing, right, that the character Peter takes. And like you already mentioned, he swings and he misses it. And my son and I, we always laugh at that. And we think it's funny. And afterwards, we say exactly what the mom says. It's okay, relax. Relax but when he's actually hitting golf balls himself and he swings and misses it we also laugh as well and you know it's not that i need to step in and i'll show him how to actually make contact with the golf ball he'll make contact with the golf ball in the next swing or if not the next swing the one after that and that's totally fine and every every time he misses it's a learning it's a learning experience isn't it and he will learn from it himself i don't need to step in to to help him and same with the book i think the message was great it was the mom didn't step in to try to help him hit the ball and make contact with the club face. She just gave him some very reasonable advice, right?
1: So let me take his time and try again. That was right.
0: that's it. Improvements, obviously, it's an important part of the development. And I think there's a lot of emotions in improvement because we think that improvement's this linear line that continuously goes upward. But obviously it has a lot of ups and downs. But what are some of the positive things and emotional things that kids take away from 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 continuously improving in the game of golf?
1: A sense of pride, of well-being, of a job well done, of yeah, self-satisfaction. Really, if you go out and you have a terrible round one day, and or, or you don't you don't really enjoy it as much. So by going out and, and maybe you have listened to that little bit of advice and you you self-improved and you you're thing's better or your, your score's better. That's amazing, and it's an amazing feeling. And if you couple that with praise from a, a, a parent or a, a coach or a, a, a carer or a guardian, and they're getting the, the praise that they deserve for it, that makes them feel even better. But the next time they're going to play, so they go in more confidently. If a, if a child does five things wrong but two things well praise what they did well you know take the take the positives out of every single situation and then the other things that they didn't improve on they will so it will it will all eventually catch up and it'll it'll even out and but it's really important to concentrate on the positives and everybody likes good feedback so yeah i think that's it's a, a a sense of pride they can they can feel with continued development and the only way that they'll know that they're continuing developing and improving is obviously by their scores, how they're feeling, but couple that with great feedback and only only improve more moving forward.
0: Right. No, I agree. And, you know, one thing I took away from the book that kind of connects with my experience from coaching is being in a positive environment, a positive learning environment. And, you know, for most kids, I would say if, let's just say it's practice or even play, I think a group setting is ideal, but, It also has to do with the people that's in that environment. So whether it's other kids or it's your parents, if it's a positive learning environment, like which is portrayed in in your book, I think that kids really thrive from that and they'll continue to come back the next time more excited, wanting to actually learn more. So then they're going to improve more. And I think that a good piece of advice for a lot of listeners would be that they need to help their kids find that positive learning environment. And now whether that's playing with their friends, whether that's joining a junior golf program that has one of those, or whether it's just going out as parents and creating that positive environment with some of those things that you mentioned prior with sparking the curiosity out of the kids, having the positive attitude, encouragement. I think that's a very good thing that people overlook and they look at just technical parts of swing which golf coach is the best golf coach based on technical golf swings? What is the best golf course to play? Okay, I'm there. I'm I'm your parent. Uh, I have gol- golfing experience, so that's going to be the best environment for you. But I think we have to look beyond that. And I think when I read your book, I really felt that the environment that the character Peter was in was a very positive one with his mother, and that carried on throughout the story. And that's why I think he also had some improvement. Could be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> It's, uh, it's true, there's there never any pressure
1: on them. And I suppose that's like, it's like other aspects that you'll look at. So if a child wants to go, if your child wants to go and play golf, how many holes do they want to play? How do they let you know that they maybe had enough and they want to go off? If you're if you're playing nine holes or 18 holes and the, the day isn't going well, do you tell them at the start that you're you're open to stopping at any point? Um, they can choose how often you want to play because if, if you're only going to the 10th hole and you're not enjoying yourself, and you know you have to carry on for another seven or eight holes until the round's finished, that's probably going to have a negative effect on how how they're feeling and take their enjoyment away with the game. So I suppose there's looking at what the... Uh, The barriers are before you start, or what the agreements are before you start playing your round of golf, so they can feel comfortable in telling you that I'm not really enjoying myself as much today. Do you mind if I stop, sort of thing, or can I caddy for you for the last few holes instead of instead of taking my shot and just being open to being flexible and
0: flexible and adaptable in their approach? Yeah, I, I think those are some good tips that you added in there. You know, going back to mistakes or even some of the things you talked about with the first experience Gregor had in the bunker, there's a lot of challenges on the golf course. We have trees, we've got water, there's bunkers, long grass. Is there a point where, or I I guess the question would be, how do we know how much a kid should experience in challenges? So what I mean by that is, you know, I've seen before, if a kid hits the ball in the bunker, I've actually been guilty of it, they can't get out of the bunker, take the ball out of the bunker. But from your experience, should they be trying these challenges first? And how much of it should they be? How much time should they spend spending on those challenges?
1: I suppose it be it's really good to, if you can go to a, a driving range or a practice area first and have the, the ball in a bunker and, and give them an experience of, of trying to get out and how much they enjoy it or don't. But, for example, on a golf course, if they're quite happy continuing to try and get out the bunker because they see it as a challenge, that's fine. But I suppose it's the minute you start to see that frustration coming in where they're no longer enjoying the experience. That's where you have to maybe step in and say, do you want to just lift your ball out and put it to the side? What suits you best? Again, because you're actively encouraging, but you're showing support at the same time, so the choice is still down to them. Unless they're playing a, a competition, if they're, if they're just out having fun and learning, it's got to be fun in order for them to continue and get the the best out of them.
0: No, I think that's great. Yeah, I like that. So it's like it's let them experience the challenge up into a point where it's hopefully just before the frustration begins. Or when you start seeing those cues, the frustration starts to happen, then maybe you can help them out. Right. Yeah.
1: See, so there's, there's a few there's a few aspects in the book where they he lands in the in the rough, or he lands in in the bunker, and they'll continue in a the, in the series of books that I hope to have. Where one will be in the water, um, all the hazards will be brought in, and there'll be different ways of of dealing with things. But uh, I think there's right. there's enough hazards in the the first story that you didn't want to overload with too many different aspects. But the first story book is very much about having a positive attitude, and it doesn't happen at once. You're not going to be a the complete player first time you go on the golf course, but it's important to remain positive and and have fun because everything that you're experiencing is exactly the same as everybody else that has ever played golf. So there's never ever been somebody that's just walked out the golf course for the very first time and hit par on every single hole or hit their ball 300 yards. It's Your first achievement is actually connecting with the ball in the first place because that's your hand-eye coordination started to come together and then it's how you improve from there you'll lose your path a few times and you might be able to get out, not be in there for very long and and get back on the path again. But sometimes it takes people longer than others. So it's, it's how you change and adapt to life.
0: Going through those experiences and things that kids do have to learn in addition to some of these challenges are the rules of the game of golf. And there's so many rules. I mean, there's so many rules that most people, even professionals, have to either look it up or in the PGA Tour, they actually have to ask for a marshal to come um extend the rule to them. But obviously, it is important for kids to learn rules, not just in yeah. golf, but also in life. But what would be a good way to introduce rules of the game of golf to young children? To me, it's all about, again,
1: having a wee bit fun with them. So, I mean, rules can be seen as a, a boring aspect of of anything, it's the uh, rules. But they're important. And it's important everybody learns them but appropriately. I don't think you need to be overloaded with with rules straight away of you can't do this, you can't do that. I think in my experience is it's much better to go out and learn from your mistakes, but actually learn how to play golf first and then slowly introduce rules. And it's a little bit like in the in the book you might have noticed that when Peter lands in, in the bunker or Gregor lands in the bunker. He found out that Peter wasn't allowed to touch the the sand with his club, which made this shot even harder. And it's bringing in that little bit of fun learning. So it's in the the background. You might not pick that up as a rule straight away, but it's there. And they'll probably relate back to that when they do land in a bunker. And the other way moving forward in the the next book, Gregor will be dropped off next to the hole um, by what feels like a magic carpet. Now this will be a divot, but you'll hear Peter's mum or dad say in the background that if he doesn't put it back, if he doesn't put the magic carpet back or the divot back, it'll die. So it's just, or it won't work anymore. And that's just a, a way of kids going, oh, for minute, I've taken a divot, I better put it back. Um, so there's little, little bits of etiquette and, and rules that can come in that way as well. So yeah, I suppose it's just making it as fun as possible. And as we we know at the moment, if you can make that into a game that's great we've got a wonderful board game coming up from um golf cubs at the moment and the next couple of months all about um a fun way for kids to learn rules and etiquette and that's the route that we should be going down make it a fun light and uh, learning environment for everyone and they'll pick up they'll pick up things a little better
0: yeah no i totally agree yeah i think all those things you said there were great and uh i can also share in the notes i'll share that Uh, board game that golf cubs has come up with that also helps with the rules of the game and uh, you know it's just an additional way isn't it beyond just learning the the rules on the golf course but yeah i think just making it fun at first and and simplifying them and i think the rules that came up in the book were very well simplified and you can even portray those to a kid of, of my son's age who's almost three years old and he understands some of those basic things already so i think that was great At the end of the story, your character, Peter, he had a great experience, but he also said something to his mother where he set kind of a new target or a new goal. Yeah. And I want to talk about setting simple goals, especially for early learners. So Mm -hmm. maybe what would be some very general but simple goals that new players to the game of golf could set that are realistic, but at the same time attainable?
1: Just to clarify, so in the book, Peter has had a wonderfully positive experience, and Gregor hears him say to his mum that he wants to continue playing golf and even become as good as his older sister. So that's his that's his target. Gregor's happy because he knows his golfing journey is going to continue. And yeah, so it's a that might not be an easy target. It's, it, his sister's going to keep improving all the time anyway. But little little targets are great. So even if it's in improving your your score by one on a certain hole or maybe on a on a par three uh, saying, right, my ambition, my next ambition is to hit this green in in one or or two shots and just, just make things little targets on a, a couple of the holes that you can then go home and you can reevaluate or you can discuss with your 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 mum or dad on exactly how you got on um, trying to achieve your targets and write them down. Just write them down so that you can tick them off when you've actually achieved them. And then you can you can relate back or put them in a, a little journal of what maybe it's is good to concentrate on one area at a time rather than trying to concentrate on your your the whole aspect of your golf game just zone it in so I want to improve my putting uh, I want to count how many putts it's taking me for the whole round and I want to improve that so if it's taking me 25 putts obviously I'm making this up I want to reduce that down to 22 in the next round so yeah li- little achievable targets are the best way to move forward and you you know yourself that it's great to to achieve target and exceed them and that can only have a, a positive mindset moving forward
0: you've summed it up very well there and i really like that little bit there at the end of the book so i'm glad you're able to extend on that and, and share a little bit more with us which is great where is gregor the golf ball going what's the future of gregor the golf ball
1: um gregor has many many adventures to go on um at the moment hopefully there's another three books planned all of which have a a main meaning behind them so the first book gregor the golf ball my first golfing adventure is very much about remaining positive golf can be a tricky game but it's it's a great game so stick at it you'll enjoy it the next game is uh, the next book sorry is Gregor plays in the wind and the rain and that's it golf's a game for any weather. It just provides a different challenge. So again, relate that t- to the experience that Gregor's going through playing the game um, should get you a little bit more excited about it. And then we have Gregor joins a golf club and that's that golf's a, a great game to play on your own. But it's even better to make friends and socialise um, and build up great relationships and feel part of something. And that book will open by Gregor meeting all his family members that he leaves behind in the basket on the putting green at the golf course. So he'll bump into lots of people that he, that he knows. And then Gregor joins a uh, Gregor plays in his first flag competition. And again, that's all about he's not going to win it. It's about taking part and having fun and having a having a laugh. Um, and so there'll be other characters that are introduced throughout the series i would love it if one day you could turn the the books into cartoons a little bit like the mr Men series i suppose and gregor was a a junior engagement tool for and was recognized as a a junior brand but i think we're slightly not near that yet but yeah that's
0: that's the plans for the books anyway when when do you plan to release the next book
1: that all depends on how, how well the first book goes. At the moment, I would hope it wouldn't be too far away. So maybe the next seven to eight months. I mean, this this book was only released six weeks ago. So it would be great to have all four available at once, but that will be a, a wee bit further away at the
0: moment. Right. And I noticed on the book, you use a different name for the author of the book. Could you just clarify that so that the listeners, when they are searching for this book and purchase, uh, they understand who the, the author is in the book and obviously that uh, your name is different? Sure. Well,
1: the author name that I
0: use is James Cobbin,
1: and that's kind of a wee tribute. My, my middle name is James, and my mum's maiden name is James, and my granddad's name was James
0: Cobbin. So I never met my granddad, so it was a wee, a wee tribute to him. That's great. And where can people find your book if they'd like to purchase it?
1: If they'd like to purchase it, quite simply, it can be found on Amazon by searching for Gregor the Golf Ball, My First Golfing Adventure by James Cobbin, or the easiest way to do it is through PayPal, and that's at paypal.me forward slash Gregor the Golf Ball, and that's available for £7.99, including delivery anywhere in the UK or $9.99 out with
0: the UK. And would that even include as far as the United States?
1: Yep. And just to say that you can follow Gregor on Instagram or on Facebook as well, just at Gregor the Golf Ball on Facebook.
0: Great. Uh, That's perfect. Yeah, I mean, I really enjoy the book. And more importantly, my son loves the book and he loves the story that Gregor the Golf Ball goes through and the characters in the book. And I really like just the the lessons that can be learned just within such a short story. And I certainly encourage anyone that's listening to start to add in a little bit of story into your learning process for your golfers. And like I mentioned before, we're all wired for story. And I think having books like Gregor the Golf Ball is a great addition to immersing your children into the game of golf. So I think you did a fantastic job putting this book together, you and. If you could, before I let you go, could you share any final words of inspiration for raising golfers?
1: Let children be children.
0: Let them learn at their,
1: their pace. Encourage, inspire. Ask questions. Ask learning. Ask how they're feeling. Really en- to engage your child at their at their own their own pace and don't put don't put too much pressure on them um, and let them enjoy golf for
0: the wonderful game that it is. No, I, I couldn't agree more. I think it was well said there. You know, I appreciate you putting together such a wonderful book for junior golfers and for families. And I look forward to the next releases that you're going to put out. And I know that my son will as well. And I think the listeners and the followers of your Gregor the Golf will will certainly appreciate it as well. So, you and I appreciate you coming today, sharing some of your experience and your knowledge. And yeah, thanks for coming on the podcast. No problem. Thank you. That was a fun and informative conversation with Ewan McIntyre, author of Gregor the Golf Ball. First off, my family, we really enjoy reading this book. So if you haven't already, go get the book. And I'm sure you and your family will truly enjoy reading this together. Golf is such a complex game. And the emotions children go through during their journey of golf is sometimes hard for us adults to relate to. It's so important for us adults to understand these emotions and experiences children go through. Like Ewan said, we have to be able to encourage and yet support our children along the journey. In today's conversation, we covered so many things, but I'd like to give you a few additional ideas on just two of the topics we talked about. So the first one's curiosity. I would say the first thing should be is you need to reward it when it happens. So if a kid starts asking questions, hey mom, hey dad, why don't we start from the tee box to hit the golf ball? Or why does it say here that the distance is 250 yards? Or what is a par four? We have to encourage those things in the kids to ask more questions and the more questions they ask, then the better they'll understand the game of golf and the more they'll enjoy it. The other thing was with making mistakes. I think we have to, as adults, encourage an environment where they will make mistakes and explain to the kids that making mistakes is a good thing. It's easy for us adults to just jump in and help the kid when they miss the ball, chunk it, top it, etc. But let them make those mistakes, let them explore and be creative and trying to figure out the solution themselves. And I think for the long haul, it'll be best for you and your family. I really enjoyed that conversation and hope you did as well. So go out there, have fun with the journey you have ahead in the game of golf. If you enjoy listening to our podcast and the information you got from this episode, do us a favor and continue to support us by hitting that subscribe button and giving us a five-star review. Your continued support will help us continue to grow and be able to interview some of the most experienced parents, coaches, and players in the golf industry to help you continue to raise your golfer to their full potential.